Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is a production of Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. Welcome to the program as I am with Amanda LaFrada and we have Ethan Stone as well. The Celtics lost, so let's just not even talk about that. The Diamond Balls obviously are the topic of the conversation. This is our premiere show of Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and if you're watching this, then the website is up and running at offthehooksports.com. What we hope to do is provide you some uh, sports, uh, uh, I would say, information and entertainment as the goal. And please support our sponsors because they're great people. And if I endorse them, then I can tell you firsthand that they are fantastic people, fantastic sponsors, and I do business with them. So I want to uh, take a Second, to thank them, I want to thank Files Automotive Group. I want to thank Midnight Oil here in Cleveland, Owl's Nest Barbecue, Zul Beer, which I'll tell you more about. We got some fun events there. Bassy Lawn and Garden, he and I, I believe, invented uh, the term the ball report, City Heat and Air and Craft Treats. City Heat and Air has done uh, the my family's HVAC work for a number of years. And then, of course, you have our good friends at Craft Treats that can make your pet happy. I need to send you some stuff. Amanda, you're a pet person. I could send you stuff from Craft Craft Treats to help with arthritis, anxiety. I even eat some myself. Oh, yeah. Ava Ava could definitely use some for anxiety. That's for sure. Okay. Done and done. We'll take care of you on Craft Treats. So uh, go there. Guys, the baseball team advances. Not a surprise. And frankly, when I watched this baseball team, even trailing on Saturday, trailing on Sunday, I never really had a doubt personally that they were going to come back and win either one of those games. You just kind of have that feeling, uh, Ethan, about this team. 
Yeah, I, I believe I actually texted you in, in the fourth inning when they're down 4 nothing. I'm not sure when that was early. When they go down 4 nothing early, just like they did against Campbell, go down 4 nothing. I said they're always going to come back. That, that's just what this team does. And, and kind of like I alluded to earlier, uh, the exact same thing happened on Saturday. They go down 4 nothing, and then they fight back, and, and they win by a considerable margin. And obviously happened a little later um, against Georgia Tech, obviously with that six-run uh, top of the ninth. But – but either way, they, they got it done. They just they have, I guess, such amazing depth and, and, and such an ability to to bat in the clutch, um, especially not even not even their big guys. It, it was Jared Dickey that that really got that first single to get things going. And then it was just an avalanche from there. So to, to see what Tennessee's done all season, obviously, they come back against Mississippi State earlier in the year. They come back against Florida earlier in the year and and they've done it twice now in the Knoxville Regional. And there's there's no reason to think that they won't keep uh, finding ways to win going forward, moving into the Supers against Notre Dame. Amanda, you're a football gal. Who would have ever thought that baseball would dominate the week after SEC spring meetings? We're going to visit with Paul Feinbaum about SEC spring meetings. But, I mean, I mean, really, that, that was a thing. That took over a week or two in the sports media world. And now the biggest, I would argue, SEC spring meetings in the history of SEC spring meetings has been pushed to the background in Knoxville because of baseball. That's pretty insane. I mean, it is, it is insane to be honest. Um, I think this team is just so dominant that everybody's talking about it, that it's kind of a phenomenon at this point. Um, They are what 53 and no, now it'd be 55 and seven. Is that correct? Okay. So they ended the regular season 53 and seven. Um, I mean, I've never seen a team like it, to be honest. But I think I know you're very confident about it. And you guys are very confident over the weekend. But from what I was saying, UT fans were a little hesitant to be so confident. I think they're used to their teams, um, basketball, football, just just getting there and just falling short, like just heartbreak. Tennessee. So I think they're they're nervous, but if you're going to be confident in any team, this is the one to be confident in. It does seem like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the other cleat to hit the ground. And it's just been that way with Tennessee athletics for so long. I was trying to put in perspective, this would be the biggest thing to happen to Tennessee since Um, If they win the national championship, I think it's the biggest thing to happen to Tennessee athletics since 2001 when they beat Florida and made the SEC championship game, eventually lost, would have played Miami. But I I think since 2001, I would say that winning a a national title in in baseball might be the biggest since that. Am, am, am I reaching? Is that too? Is that too far? It's not too far, um, but I would I would disagree. I would think that this would be bigger than that. It would be the biggest thing to happen since '98, the national championship in '98. Because winning a national title is huge, no matter what sport it's in, but especially with a dominant team like this one, yeah, the biggest thing to happen since '98. Wow. That'd be, that'd be pretty big. And again, I go back to this team. I do want to address for, for a moment, what happened with the Evan Russell situation, Ethan, here's a young man that's apparently ill and 
uh, broadcaster either heard the wrong information, shared off the record information, or was just totally inaccurate. I don't, I don't know, but he apologized. But one of the cool moments over the weekend in society, not just UT baseball, is the dad actually just said, hey, uh, no big deal. Um, you know, all is forgiven. When does that ever happen on social media that all is forgiven and we get along? It's supposed to be, I hate you because you believe in different stuff or you hate or love guns or you hate or love this. I, I thought that was a really cool moment and showed the closeness of this, this program. Yeah. And you're definitely a better man than I am. And it, it really shows, I guess, where they're not just his dad, but the, the entire family and Evan Russell included, obviously where, where their head is at right now. They're like, we, we, we want to go out here, win Super Regionals, and then go to Omaha. We, we don't really care about what this what this announcer has to say, which, you know, by the way, that's violating Journalism 101 right there. You, know, you, don't, you don't just uh, make a unsubstantiated claims that, that you're not 100% sure where the, uh, the original source is. you got to verify that stuff. And obviously, that's not the topic of conversation because Evan Russell's dad and, and Evan Russell, they just don't care. They're like... So what? Move on. Let's let's not make that the talking point here. Let's let's make moving on. And, and Evan Russell, obviously, with an RBI against um, Campbell and then, uh, you know, obviously, Tennessee playing well enough to to get the win against Georgia Tech and move on. So that, that's all they care about. They want they want to be focused on their team. They want to be focused on, on moving on. And you kind of have to respect, I, I guess, not just his dad with the uh, I guess the social aspect of that, but but saying there's more important things. And I feel like Tennessee as a whole, it's kind of a microcosm for them. They're focused on winning. They're focused on moving on. Before we take a look at Notre Dame, their super regional opponent, let me ask you both, what will make Tennessee fans happy, a national championship or something else? Is there anything else that they'll be okay with after the hype? I'd I'd say Omaha at the very least, but I, I would say Tennessee would need to at least win a couple games in Omaha. Winning winning the College World Series is difficult. I, I feel like all Tennessee fans will realize that, especially if you believe in curses, the number one curse of, I, I believe it was a team in 1999, maybe Oregon State. I could be butchering that, so, so don't quote me on that. But it's been a while since a number one overall seed has won the whole thing. It, it's just hard. It puts a target on your back. But if there's any team I feel like that could break that curse, it's Tennessee right now, even with the uh, the history of the athletic program in its rearview mirror. And like you said, that other shoe to drop uh, eventually, like you said earlier, but I, I feel like Tennessee fans will realize that and, and realize it's hard to do it. And if they get to Omaha and they win a couple games, I, I don't think there's too much to complain about, but knowing Tennessee fans, there might be a way to find, find a way to, to do that, I guess. <laughs> what would, ha- what would make Tennessee fans happy other than a national title in Omaha? Nothing. Amanda. Absolutely nothing. 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 So if you get into the final series <laughs> and you lose by some crazy play at the end, you're you're not okay with that, right? No, because you yeah. should you should have made that play. Um, Tennessee fans are expecting, and rightly so. Look at this team; they're expecting a national title. If they fall anything short from that, it's going to be one of those disappointments, just to add to the list of disappointments. Now, if you if if you use the word expecting, I'd say absolutely. Tennessee fans are absolutely expecting a national mm-hmm. title. Would they be disappointed here in two months, three months, if if they did fall short of the mountaintop? I'd say initially yes, but but later I, I'd say they'd look back on this team and all 
all the dominance they had and then realized eh, maybe a, maybe a really tough team would come in and knock them off and, and they'd be okay with it. But expected, I, I agree with Amanda. I mean, right now the expectation should be Tennessee should win a national championship and really it shouldn't be close because this team is, is just a powerhouse. Should be interesting. It's a baseball team that doesn't score a lot of runs. And we're talking about Notre Dame, but it's a baseball team that has great, great pitching. So you got to be ready to go dry at the plate for a while and keep swinging away and, and take the best pitches. Paul Feinbaugh coming up next of ESPN. We'll visit with him. She's Amanda LaFrada and Ethan Stone. I'm Dave Hooker. Again, this has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. And I ask very nicely of you to turn your notifications on because we're going to have a lot of content covering Tennessee and the SEC. So we want you to see that. But also, as much as anything, go to that YouTube page and like that, follow, and go to offthehooksports.com for the latest. So we got Paul Feinbaum coming up next a two minute break because we're pretty quick stay tuned hi mike davis here with city heating and air reminding you to always dare to compare our team provides quality local heating and air service installation and maintenance across east tennessee we use only the best equipment like american standard heating and air conditioning for your residential new construction or commercial needs honesty dependability and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's your bear. to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vassie Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vassie, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassie's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. All right, we're back with Paul Feinbaum, and we certainly appreciate that with Amanda LaFraud. I'm Dave Hooker. Be sure and follow us on Facebook. Go to offthehooksports.com. Also, YouTube, a great place. So, uh, Paul, uh, Tennessee's a baseball school. Your thoughts? It's uh, one of the more startling stories uh, I've seen in a long time. When you go back a couple of years ago, this was a uh, moribund program, and 
it is now at the epicenter of, of the sports college world, uh, the prohibitive favorite to win it all. And, and I think to me, this is an important step. Let's, let's go, let's move the calendar three weeks from now and assume that Tennessee is playing for the national championship and wins it. I, I think that breaks down this glass ceiling that Tennessee has been struggling with for so long. I think it makes it easier for everything else. Basketball has come very close as everyone knows. Uh, you know, women's basketball is back. Uh, and, and football, to me, seems like it's on the cusp. So uh, for the first time in, in, in really uh, maybe Amanda's lifetime, uh, but certainly not mine, uh, it, it, Tennessee has got everything going on the same page. And, and over the last 15 or 20 years, you couldn't make that statement. It's, it's, it's remarkable and pleasing to see as a graduate. You couldn't make it over the last 15 or 20 years. I don't know that you could make it much before that either, because as you know, your generation, and we're, we're pretty close, and, and my generation know that other sports other than football were not a priority. Mm. And so really we're talking about unchartered territory as far as being competitive, if Tennessee football is being competitive in all the sports at all the same time. It's pretty impressive. And, you know, again, we're going back a half a century almost, not quite, but, uh, you know, when I went to school at Tennessee in the late 70s, it, it it had a remarkable swimming program and track program. And, you know, Pat Summit was ascending and the football program was, was in, it was in, was in the middle of a, of a transition and basketball was, was great. And, you know, it, that's what was expected. What you now get at Florida where you walk in the, the door down there and it doesn't matter who you are, uh, you're expected to win a national championship. That, that's what, that's how it was in the seventies. Uh, and later even at, at Tennessee, especially when Pat uh, began dominating women's basketball, but, you know, it's gone away and we don't, we don't need to discuss why, because it's already been hashed over ad nauseum. But I, I think uh, there, there is a perfect universe going and And I, I didn't catch it until I, I was, <laughs> I happened to be in Knoxville for, for the Georgia game, the football game a couple of months ago. And I was invited to speak, Dave and Amanda at the Daily Beacon, which is, is really where my career began. And it's you know, forever uh, a cherished and hallowed ground. And I was speaking to, to a group of students and I didn't, some woman walked in and I, I, she kept standing there looking anxious and I'm like going, okay, maybe, maybe I'm supposed to stop. And finally a friend of mine tapped me on the shoulder and said that was a chancellor plowman. I, I, I had met her somewhere, but I didn't know her. And we had this incredible conversation afterwards. And I feel like her leadership, you know, with, with, with the new athletic director and, and just the, you know, and the, and, and the president of the system all on the same page for the first time has been critical. And things that would have uh, not occurred in the past uh, are occurring. And, and, I, and I start with uh, Vitello. He, he, may be, he may have been gone. Uh, without strong leadership, and we wouldn't be having this baseball conversation. Other situations, you know, maybe maybe Barnes would have said, you know what, uh, I can go to UCLA and end my career. Uh, maybe Josh Heupel wouldn't have been hired, and, and maybe Jeremy Pruitt would have remained. Uh, so there are a lot of little things that, that have happened that I think are all important to the general conversation we are having. Well, it's funny because this would have obviously dominated SEC spring meetings last week would have dominated, not for the baseball team, but the baseball team has had the front page here in Knoxville. But I do want to talk to you about SEC spring meetings. You were there. I, I argue from afar. I have not covered one, but I argue from afar. That is the most eventful spring meetings in the history of spring meetings. Am I wrong? 
No, you're not, uh, because uh, usually these things are, it's like a presidential summit. Uh, it's all done in advance, including the final, uh, the final, the final doctrine on, on what everyone's agreeing to. And what happened down there a week ago today when people started to arrive a week ago on, on Memorial Day, I should say, nobody knew what was going to happen. Uh, I mean, the last time we had seen Jimbo Fisher, <laughs> He was, he was out of control. You, you didn't know if that was going to carry over. You, you suspected it wouldn't. You also didn't really know what was going to happen with the scheduling future. Uh, and you know, nothing really did, but a lot was said. And, and there's so much going on right now, uh, David and Amanda, in the SEC. Uh, there, there's the uncertainty about Texas and Oklahoma. When are they coming in? There's the uncertainty about the CFP. And the big uncertainty is about NIL. Can it be controlled? And for the first time ever, uh, you, you've got... Uh, a coach who has challenged another coach, uh, and it's unprecedented. Uh, yeah, there have been, I, I mean, you and I remember 10 years ago, uh, 12 years ago, maybe to, maybe 12, 13 years ago down there when Lane Kiffin and Urban Meyer crossed swords. But that was, that was minor league stuff compared to what Jimbo Fisher said about Nick Saban. And uh, there, there was a great degree of tension outside uh, that room uh, among the, the, the media last Tuesday when, when the coaches met. I think we're picking up a little bit of static for some reason, maybe on Paul's mic. But Amanda, I know you wanted to uh, uh, to jump in there, and I will have to tell you, Paul, on the front end, Amanda is the biggest Alabama fan that I've ever met. So I've got that going. I've got that going yeah. against me on a show that uh, originates out of East Tennessee. Well, Amanda, so. if I could jump in here before you even speak, um, I, I went to Tennessee. And, and I committed the cardinal sin of moving to Alabama for most of my career. So anytime I would go back to Knoxville, I would have to fight that. Uh, so I don't know what I don't know what advice I would give to you on the other side yeah. of that because you you're you're in big trouble. I mean, there have been jobs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's a there's a guy that used to cover uh, Tennessee at the at the New Sentinel who was an Alabama guy, and they ran, they literally ran him out. Uh, John Adams uh, took his place uh, about 35 years ago. So please. <laughs> Take my advice. Be careful, and I'll be more than happy to be there as a, as a as a friend anytime you need some counsel. Yeah, thank and, you. And, and really, John just John just took it for the really good health insurance because he always has maladies. So <laughs> that's that's the only reason. He, oh, my arm hurts. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda, go right in. I'm actually a UT graduate um, and a big Alabama fan, but I hmm. I went to Alabama first. So, and then I transferred to UT because I'm from Nashville and it's in state. But I grew up an Alabama fan in Nashville and Tennessee. So I have heard it from all sides everywhere. But I stand my ground. I was, I was here when Alabama wasn't that great, to be honest. But I, I started college when um, Tennessee took a downward spiral, the football program just took a downward spiral. So I've been around for the mattress burning of, you know, Lane Kiffin and, and all of that kind of thing in the Derek Dooley days. And it's been, it's been rough here. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I, I applaud you and, and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but, but I, I would say to both of you, I am not an Alabama fan. I'm a Tennessee fan. That's where my degree is. It's on the wall somewhere behind me. Um, and I, uh, I just happen to have lived in Alabama my entire career, <laughs> and you can't help but pull for the for the schools that you're around, Dave. You understand that uh, as well as anyone. Yep. Let me ask you this, Paul: um, 
if you get to, if you're the commissioner and some would argue that you would be a good candidate um but my have to take a pay cut um but let's, uh, let's, if you're the commissioner and you can up and uh make three of these vast changes and i'm talking about scheduling i'm talking about nil and and you could mold all of what we talked about last week how would you how would you mold it together because the scheduling is issue for me i want to see alabama on there and i don't think nil should be as prevalent in recruiting although i think the players deserve it when they get there those are my thoughts in a nutshell what did you think of the many issues yeah the first thing you have to do is is in the in the mystery about texas and oklahoma it's, it's you just can't let that hang over you for three or four more years you you put you put them in a year from now you go to nine games uh, why is that significant? Well, with Texas and Oklahoma, you have to do something. You just can't have an inequity. Uh, you go to the, the nine-game format, you, you have three permanent, and then you rotate, so you see everybody every couple of years. Uh, and then you figure out a way to make sure the CFP goes to 12 very quickly because that, that helps support the nine-game schedule. And as far as the NIL, you just have to protect the, the season and you have to protect coaches where the, the portal isn't open all year long. As far as regulating the NIL, I don't think you can do it. Uh, you know, I hear this, uh, and Sankey said this the other day to us, that, uh, you know, about why, why he went to Washington. Washington is not going to help you out. That, that, that train passed a long time ago. Uh, all these commissioners, all these college presidents, uh, and, and all the executives at the NCAA had, had, had 20 years to make changes, and they didn't. So that's their problem, not, not mine. I think the players should get whatever they can. As far as regulating it, it, it's impossible for this reason. There, there's no one to regulate it. Uh, I'm not saying the three of us would would walk into a store on on the strip and, and steal blindly if, if there were if there was no guardrails or no security. But we might be tempted to at least grab a drink now and then if we were thirsty. Uh, and right now, there's there, there's no such thing as the NCAA enforcement division, Dave. I mean, you remember the days when they did have some teeth. They don't. So, I think you I think you it's really uh, incumbent upon the coaches to regulate it. Uh, it's almost uh, like the you know, like the old uh, mobster movies, so where the uh, you know the, the five families regulated each other, and that's that's what that's the only way to do it. And I think that's what made the you know the Saban Jimbo thing so interesting. You've said a lot of things, Paul. That's one of the scariest things that may you've ever said is that it's up to the head coaches to regulate themselves. That is scary. It, it is, but. It's better than nobody regulating it, uh, and and frankly, uh, you have to let them say. say you know, you, what I don't like is uh, top-down censorship, meaning uh, you can't let these coaches speak out. Uh, I think you have to be able to. Uh, I, I didn't like that uh, decision by the the SEC to immediately sanction someone for speaking their mind. I don't care what you say, but I think you have the right to say it um, because I think I think in the past. Coaches did turn each other in. Uh, why did Alabama go on uh, probation in, in the uh, early 2000s? Because Steve Spurrier called out Mike Dubos. He called him a cheater. Uh, and uh, you know, why did Steve Spurrier do it? Because Philip Fulmer had complained to Steve Spurrier about, uh, about uh, cheating in Memphis. Uh, when, when the head coach at Tennessee can't get a player out of Memphis, something's wrong. Uh, and they're all going to Alabama because of a booster. Uh, so I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, we, we are at a point, though, where the public has so quickly moved on to thinking anybody that it really matters that, David, it, it really doesn't. And I just think that with 
with the amount of money that's being flushed into the system and the coaching salaries. And that's where it starts. I mean, when your coach makes $10 million a year, don't tell me a player can't make money. It just doesn't work because uh, the young people of today, and I know that sounds like I'm, I, I grew up in, a, in an ancient time. I mean that as a compliment. Young people of today look at, look at it the same way I did and you did and Amanda did. This is our time. This is our moment. We are going to make the most of it. And if you're an 18-year-old at the University of Tennessee right now, making the most of it is getting uh, an opportunity to play, get your education, I know that sounds cliche, and make money. My company pays players, and I'm proud of it. Uh, I don't think they take advantage of it. I vetted them. I don't think they're the ones that are going to get in trouble uh, uh, stealing a hamburger at Pilot. <laughs> and I have zero problem them having money to take somebody out on a date. I, I, I know it sounds like it's TMZ 20 years ago, Paul, but I have zero problem with it. I, I don't either. And, and I, I think the sooner people, not, not your age, Dave, but my age, uh, accept it. Uh, the better, because I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times a week I get that phone call. Well, I don't know why we can't go back the way we, it used to be. I don't want to go back that way. Uh, it, it was it was a it was a disproportional disproportionate system back then, uh, and you know now at least uh, there there's some equity, and, and yeah, no, it, it, and I I will tell you all this. Every time you hear somebody say, uh, you know, college football is going to hell in a handbasket and, and I'm not going to watch anymore. I say total BS on the first Saturday of the season. Uh, there will Neyland stadium will be filled to the gills. There will be 50,000 people outside ready for ball walk. And, uh, when, when the game's over and you get back home, you'll be watching whatever other game is on and the, and the ratings will be through the roof. That's the current trend in sports television right now. So I just, I just laugh, uh, I don't want uh, you, you can't turn the clock back on anything, uh, especially sports. And you just have to accept it or that's your problem. It's not it's not the three of ours. Paul, I mean this sincerely. Uh, the SEC is blessed uh, to have you. There's there's not somebody else like you in any other conference. And uh, we're blessed to have you as, as part of our, our very first show. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Amanda. All the best to you. And uh, you know, just keep the roll tides down to a whisper. And, uh, <laughs> and I can't uh, do it. I can't do it. Well, when, when I get up to Knoxville, I, I would I'm asking for five minutes to have a cup of coffee with you. And I will I will implore you just to uh, to tone it down just for your safety. That's all. Um, and Dave, <laughs> good luck with this venture. It's, it's such a pleasure to be with you again. Thank you. I certainly appreciate it. Paul Feinbaum, VSP. Take care, Paul. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Thank Good you. Luck. More after this. Dave Hooker, uh, stay tuned. This is Off the Sports Daybook. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive.
Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look at our guy here, Josh Ward. Nice enough to join us. You know him. So do I. He is an incredible young man who is celebrating his birthday. Look at this guy. I mean, happy birthday. You join us on your birthday. You don't take the day off. Well, uh, when you enter your 30s, Dave, you have to celebrate the yes. right way. So since that is what is happening today, uh, no better way to celebrate than with you. Right. So jo- Josh actually hasn't entered his 30s. He's 29. Yeah, soon maybe. soon enough I will be there. Soon enough. Yeah, yeah he may be just a little bit older than that. Uh, the uh, conversation yeah, Or I'm barely Josh- hanging on to them one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, with uh, Josh Ward, this is the Ball Report. It's brought to you by, in part by our Azul. Man, Azul beer is unbelievable. Kill the Lights Beer Festival and the re-release of the uh, Rhymes Like Dimes. They took the gold beer at the Beer Cup in the Juicy Hazy IPA category. They beat out 342 other breweries in the category. They can... Uh, release that uh, in this coming Friday. So check it out. The Kill the Lights Beer Festival, October the 22nd. It's the first annual Kill the Lights Beer Fest. 50 plus breweries, food vendors, music, and some new beer and merch. They got merch. You get the general admission tickets. You get into the festival, a, an awesome uh, tasting glass, drinking, rinsing water at limited pours. Check them out. And that's from 50 breweries across the United States. That's going to be on October the 22nd. That is uh, down the road. But get out to Zool Beer. That's very easy to find right downtown. And you will have some fantastic beer. We're going to have some great events there on Friday with the, get their food truck. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So 
Josh, I got to ask you, this Tennessee baseball program, they're down a few runs on Saturday. They're down a few runs on Sunday. I never had the feeling that they were just going to fade. There's there's something about the psyche of this this program that I just don't see that. I don't either. Uh, I, I don't think confidence wavers. Uh, if anything, maybe it builds up of, hey, here's a big opportunity. When Tennessee's had the few opportunities, because it hasn't happened often in the ninth inning to rally or need to put something together. Think about the Florida series on the road where uh, Florida's social media account tweeted out closing time. Tennessee closed things out all right for the Gators, where they rallied back and it was bombs away. Same thing, I thought, Saturday night, hey, it's close. Campbell's fighting hard, credit to the Camels. And then Tennessee said, watch this. And Lawson hits a three-run homer, and all of a sudden, they're winning by five runs. And same deal on Sunday night, where Georgia Tech, for eight innings, was just better than Tennessee. Not by a wide margin, but enough to have the lead in the ninth inning. And then Tennessee flexed its muscles, and Jordan Beck hits a, a rocket to center field. And uh, the Vols just picked up the momentum from there and then built a huge lead, which they kind of needed in the bottom of the ninth because Georgia Tech, which has a good lineup, would not go away. But this team just isn't rattled. And I'm sure fans would have liked to have cruised through the Saturday and Sunday games as Tennessee has done a lot of the season. Maybe this team needed a little bit of that just to keep itself in check. Now we can break down, okay, what's the pitching going to do next? Dolander bounce back? My guess would be yes heading into the Super Regional round. But from a psyche standpoint, it's very difficult to rattle this Tennessee baseball team. I, I really don't know that it's happened yet. Yeah, you're on the sports handle every day there in Knoxville, so you have your finger on the pulse. And I think when you and I started first talking about this Tennessee team being really, really good, potentially really, really good, they started that upward trend. I said, would, would Tennessee – rather win a uh, baseball national championship or get a five-star quarterback prospect committed. And I can't, I can't remember exactly what you said, but, but now it does kind of seem like the chips are pushed all in the table and Tennessee fans are going to be, they're going to be disappointed if Tennessee does anything but win a national title. And that's pretty lofty. Yeah. I think that's where the expectation is. I mean, when you're the number one overall team, despite the number one overall team having not won the national title since Miami in 99, that's been brought up over and over again, including by Tennessee players. They know about that. So I think that's part of the, it's added to the list of motivating factors of, Hey, let's go do it for the first time in 23 years. But fans have seen the regular season and the tournament championships in the sec. They've seen how many games and how many runs this team has put up and how many home runs Tennessee has hit compared to everybody else in the country it's not close Tennessee versus number two this team is just it's that level good and it a national championship would be an amazing accomplishment it would legitimately put Tennessee in the discussion of the greatest teams of all time and you just don't get to have that conversation hardly ever with any program so uh fans would want that you could, you could still bring the question up would you rather get that national title uh w- would you be willing to lose Nico to get that national title still be a challenging conversation for a lot of people <laughs> fans love this team they've gotten to know the personality of a lot of the players and that's a big part of it it's similar not the same but similar to the the grant williams admiral schofield teams how fans got to know the players and they fell in love with that and the team had success along the way similar here with tennessee baseball you know the team it reminded me of is the meeks 
that 1998 uh, Lady Vol National Championship team. And the reason was they had all this hype. They looked that good and they ended up undefeated and had to win it all. You go to Tennessee's 1998 National Championship football team, nobody thought they were going to win it all. I mean, I can't remember the last time other than the Meeks, and I went back and looked for a column on offthehooksports.com. I, I went back and looked, and, and there really hasn't been a team that you would point at and you would say since the G, the General Neyland's days that you would point at and say, that's the favorite, that should they should win, and they do. That just doesn't happen a lot. It's really hard as the favorite, and uh, that's been the case at Tennessee. Uh, and and it, you know, when you say that, it doesn't sound right. Well, if you're the number one team, you're expected to, but you know, the, it's easier said than done. You know, even the, like the greatest example, which has been brought up when we talk about how hard it is to get things done, the best Patriots team didn't get it done, so yep. they're removed from the list. And th- and that's why getting the national title is so important because you're talking about the chance to be one of the greatest ever to nobody's going to talk about you again, unless you want to talk about disappointing results. That would be the case. Now, like if Tennessee gets to the the final round to the, the best two of three series in the college world series and falls short, that would be another reminder of how hard it is to, to get there. That would still easily make it the greatest Tennessee baseball season of all time. And you would still have so many memories to go with it, but you're trying to trying to get something done that, you know, you, you may never have a, another shot at. Maybe you will. As long as Tony Vitello is the coach, they're going to be in contention. But we've seen too many examples of you knock on the door a bunch of times, but you fall short. Um, Gonzaga's in that stage. They've become one of the best programs, right? Still trying to, to break through all the way. So uh, they have that chance here, and it could just add to what Tennessee could do next if they're able to win a national title. I mean, you look at Dan Marino, he got there early and now he's uh, still trying to get back by dog cussing his production assistants. You know, the expectation was, <laughs> look, look at all these titles that are coming. Where are we now? Yeah, it's time to dog cuss some production assistants in television. That helps him feel better. It reminds me, if Tennessee were not to win it, making a weird NBA analogy, it would remind me of some of those old Cleveland Cavaliers teams that were really loaded. You know, Jordan hit the big floaters you know shot and beat it would remind me of uh some other teams that have, have been out there maybe reggie miller's pacers teams i don't know why i'm going nba of teams that you just you feel like won a championship at some point but they didn't really like they were probably the best team that year but they didn't really and they don't want to be remembered like that right and, and the other part of it is that fan bases all around the country are pulling against Tennessee. Not every fan from every team, but it's difficult to really be hated in college baseball, I have to imagine. Tennessee is by a lot of teams out there, especially in the SEC, like Arkansas fans, Ole Miss fans, Vandy fans, uh, Florida fans. I don't, I don't think I don't think they're going to be, hey, SEC pride here, let's pull for Tennessee. I don't think it's going to be that at all. And you know, another aspect here, just it's a part of the conversation and will be forever moving forward, is, is social media, and that's where this comes in. So anytime there is a chance to take a dig at Tennessee fans will take that and Tennessee fans will get defensive, understandably. So if that happens, so, you know, part of it is avoiding that. You don't want to be a part of the jokes. You don't want to be, uh, you don't want to be the answer to, Hey, what was the best team ever that couldn't get it done? And if, you know, Tennessee doesn't win it, then other fan bases are going to say, yeah, it's the Vols, same, same old Vols. So, you know, then there's the hunger factor, right? Tennessee football, knocking on the door and looks like, hey, the next few years could take Tennessee back to a high level. But 
fans are still waiting to see if that's going to happen. Basketball's had a good amount of success. Postseason success has not been everything that they wanted besides the SEC tournament this past year, but it's been a tough 10, 15 years in a lot of ways for Tennessee fans. So to have this, to enjoy the ride, and have the finish line be at the national championship, that would, I think, mean more to Tennessee fans. Like, go back to talking about those Lady Vols teams in the 90s and the national championship season. Well, Dave, just before that, there was the World Series trip. You had the Peyton Manning years. Lady Vols at that point, they were the best program in the country. You were expecting really good success with a number of programs. Now Tennessee looks like it's getting back to there. Like right now, the athletic department's in great shape. And things can always change. But right now, it's in great shape. Good leadership, good coaching with a number of different sports. But this is your chance to break through and say, hey, all these things that we've been happy about, it's backed up uh, and on a national stage. So uh, to, to get some of that national credit, I think fans crave that, understandably so. And here's their chance. I know we got the Supers coming up, but finish this sentence. Uh, Tennessee winning a national championship in baseball would be the biggest thing for its athletic department since. Biggest thing since, um, you know, at least probably the Elite Eight to get to that spot. And that was a more unexpected run that Tennessee went on that season because of the, the suspension and uh, dismissal in the middle of the year of Tyler Smith and, and being a six seed in the NCAA tournament. They in, end up in the Elite Eight. National championship in baseball, to me, would be a bigger accomplishment. Basketball gets more coverage. But, I mean, it's, it's a national title. And, um, you know, baseball is not football or basketball. Still a big deal. You know, I think to the fans, it's still – you talk about the big three, uh, realistically, of football, basketball, baseball, I and mean, it, it's right there. You're not going to hear track brought up. You're not going to hear golf or tennis. It's always going to be, well, baseball would be the third. So to win a national championship, to me, is a bigger deal than going to the Elite Eight. It's just that that was the first time in history the program had done that as well. So you can go back further. I mean, it's just just be an all-time accomplishment. It's, it's never going to top 13-0, 98 national title. Uh, in football, nothing can except for doing it again in football. But uh, this is this would be right up there among the greatest accomplishments of all time. You have Tennessee football. You have everything Pat Summit did. And then I think you would go to Tennessee baseball winning a national title. Because the other thing I mentioned, like fans have fallen in love with the players. I mean, Tony Vitello, I mean, he's a rock star at Tennessee. You could argue he's the face of Tennessee athletics right now. And I realized the statement of that because of football being in yeah. good shape. But his personality and how good he is, I mean, it, it, he's the real deal. So whether they win the national championship or not, that's not going to change. But you get the ring, yeah, you've you've taken yourself to a status that almost everybody else cannot reach. Yep. The fall report today brought to you by our friends at Zul Beer. You're going to love Zul Beer. And check them out. They've got that fantastic tap room as well that is just in a perfect location. It's right there on Fifth Avenue downtown, so you can stop in. We'll see you on Friday and have a good time, have some stuff to give away. And we'll also – be glad to maybe uh, purchase you a cold brew or two, but craft beer, man, that's my thing. Absolutely love it. And they took the gold at World Beer Cup in the Juicy Hazy IPA category. That means they're the number one Juicy Hazy IPA. That's out of 342 other breweries, so check them out. That's Zul right downtown on 5th Avenue, a great place to hang out great beer as well it's a craft brew that man i've seen done right and i've personally endorsed them and josh the bottom line is as we look at this baseball team it's not a very likable team unless you happen to be wearing orange 
Well, I do think that's the case for uh, probably most fans out there. Uh, now, th- there are some that say, hey, I, I love the vibe. I love the, the trash-talking attitude of Tennessee, like younger fans out there. Uh, there might be some, you know, go to, go to the West Coast, maybe there's a UCLA fan. But around, uh, around the SEC, I, I think most are going to say, I do not like this Tennessee baseball team. I do not like the Drew Gilbert bat flip. I do not like uh, Jordan Beck's swagger and uh, the daddy cap and the the fur coats. That's a Tennessee thing. That's the way it's supposed to be, by the way. Like Tennessee's not doing it saying, man, I really hope LSU fans like this. Really hope Texas A&M's cool with this. They're not worried about that at all. But for fans, Tennessee fans, they love it. And uh, you know, this also happens with the start of the NIL era. So you can go to a you can go to Lindsey Nelson Stadium and you'll see it backed up. You see the honcho shirts and all the different Tennessee merchandise that has been put together, Tennessee baseball specific, and the fans love it. But um, you know, when when Tennessee was down against Georgia Tech, I promise you there were some college baseball fans saying, "Hey." go yellow jackets let's put some pressure on tennessee on a monday winner take all game because how sweet it would be if this tennessee baseball team all the trash that they've talked that they were to go down in the regional round because then it would be one of the biggest upset losses of all time but that comes back to what we said earlier this tennessee baseball team responds quite well when that's the situation where if you just pull up the final score you wouldn't even know that happened so uh yeah i i think as tennessee advances if tennessee's in the world series then Fans who do not have their team in Omaha, they're going to say we have seven favorite teams, and it's the teams not named Tennessee, hoping that they'll take down the ball. <laughs> so, but that can make the fun, uh, the the ride even more enjoyable, more fun for fans of, of hey, it's us against everybody. And not that Tony Vitello needs extra motivation for his team, but every coach looks for that extra chip. And if I'm there, I'm saying everybody's against us now. Um, on our show on the Sports Animal last week, Kirby Connell mentioned something that was uh, interesting. I, I, I should have followed up with him, but we were moving in a different direction. But he mentioned other players on other teams kind of getting behind him because, you know, they know each other. They play summer ball together and all this stuff. I, I think other players on other teams might say, hey, that's kind of cool what they're doing. Not necessarily if they're going head-to-head, but if they see Tennessee advancing and they're not there, there's some other players on other teams that might think that's kind of cool. And I think in the future, as long as Tony Vitello is the coach, I think Tennessee will be an attractive transfer option because other players are seeing what Tennessee's doing as a program and it's fun and other players will want to be a part of it, but that's going to cause other fans to hate Tennessee even more. No, and you can't blame them. You pull out the fur coat and all that stuff. I mean, that, 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 and, and you remind me of a conversation I had with my son last night and that was about the game and during the game, I'm like, I don't know, that goes a little over the top. And, here he's 17 years old. He sees a, a little bit different than me that I'm uh, 34 like you. So that uh, he says, he's like, why not? This is fun. This is cool. I, it, it does appeal to a younger generation. And maybe the major leagues need to take a gander towards Knoxville. And I don't even say that in jest, Josh. I mean, they're trying to speed up the major league game right now. Yeah, I think personality is great. Um, but you, you also have to recognize – hey, sometimes what we do, that's going to be disliked by others. And you should probably just embrace that. You have that with players like Tennessee basketball. Zakai Ziegler, I think the world of him. I would love to have him on my team. He's a a terrific defensive player. Uh, He's a spark plug offensively, what he was able to do as a freshman. But you're not going to like him if he's on the other team. That's the way it's supposed to be. You're always going to have at least a few of those guys. Major League Baseball, you're not supposed to like it if Fernando Tatis bat flips, unless you're a Padres fan. So, um that, that's just that's going to be the way that it is a lot of times when I'm talking about if you're going up against them. So if you're a Florida fan, of course you're going to hate Tennessee. 
if Florida were doing this, if Florida were as good as Tennessee is this year and had the swagger to go with it and was bat flipping in Knoxville, well, Tennessee fans would hate it. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Like it, it's okay that the opposing teams, especially your rivals, don't like you. You know, Tennessee doesn't like the Vandy boys. That's great. You know, that's good for the the sport overall. Like that, that you can step back and have the big picture conversation. What Tennessee is doing is a positive for college baseball. It's a sport that I think has grown a little bit in the last couple of years. It still has a long way to go to to get to where the sport wants to be in terms of getting attention. Like ESPN carries college baseball, right? Pull up their app. Sometimes it's impossible to find the scores of NCAA baseball games. They're not always updated. ESPN carries the games. It doesn't even always update the scores. So they're telling you how much work still needs to be done. What Tennessee's doing is at least getting more attention. You're more likely to be in a sports center top 10. You're more likely to be on a clip that gets shared on social media. So if you're a Florida fan, you pull that clip up, you're going to hate it. And it but you're going to tune in to pull against them. You know, Oregon State fan, they're going to tune in probably to pull against Tennessee. Texas fans doing the, the same. That's good for the sport, and it's fun if you're a Tennessee fan to say, you know what? I'm glad Texas is pulling against them because against us because we're going to pull against them when we see them in Omaha. Happy birthday, Josh. Thank you, Dave. Very that, that is awesome. It's it's hard to believe you're already 24 years old. Yeah, it feels like a it's been a, a full year since I last celebrated my birthday. It has. It's a, it's a long 365, 24-7, as the kids like to say. So he's Josh Ward. I'm Dave Hooker. Uh, the Vol Report will continue to talk to you here with the Vol Report and uh, off the hook with uh, me, Dave Hooker. Again, Zool is a great place to watch the game this weekend. Uh, you are absolutely going to love the food. They put the food truck in there, and you're going to love uh, their beer. After all, they're winning national awards, for goodness sake. It's right there on Fifth Avenue downtown. Zool XUL Beer. Well, you can see it right there on the video overlay. It's not radio only. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Uh, give us a follow. And please turn on your notifications, YouTube, Twitter, at the Dave Hooker, at OTH Sports Media, and go to offthehooksports.com, which is a thing now, finally, after months and months and months. So have a fantastic day, everyone. Happy birthday, Josh, and we will talk to you soon. You got it, Dave. A lot of fun. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.